All right, I am recording this on an iPhone using voice memos, so I guess we shall see how well this goes. Hope it goes well. Uh, hello, everyone. Good morning. Good afternoon. Good evening, but not good night. Um, this is so bizarre. I have to talk out loud as if I'm talking to somebody else, but I'm just talking to myself. <sighs> I'm going to give myself a headache with that. My name is Simon Peter, and I am here to be a follower of Jesus Christ and spread his word. I know that, uh, I know that sounds crazy, and it's probably because it is. I've been dealing with that my whole life, but I don't know. There's a car approaching behind me. I'm currently sitting in a parking lot uh, behind a police station in Lacey, Washington. I actually just was I was just asked to leave the uh, premises that I was staying uh, today rendering me homeless at the moment in a societal sense anyways I always feel like I'm at home when I'm in the earth I mean because you know the earth is our home and it's I'm not gonna lie I really enjoy sleeping in the stars so maybe this won't be so bad it's just I don't know it can be scary sometimes it's, I mean you just don't know just the uncertainty of what's going to happen next sometimes can be a little overwhelming. But that's where God steps in. I feel that believing in God means you release all fear. And that's such a hard thing to do. Release fear. So I've come to realize that no matter how many times I feel like I've released fear, it just there's always something that's just like, hey, by the way. And I'm like, oh, fuck. <laughs> And relax, but I don't know. Like, I've been on my own for been on my own before, and I've slept out in parking lots before, so this is nothing new to me. But I'm also in a new area, and this area is known to be just a very confused area. It's not a bad area; it's just very confused. There's a lot of good. And there's a lot of a lot of things that happen that that drive fear through or that is supposed to drive fear through the population, I guess. I don't know. A lot of murders, a lot of uh drug use, unfortunately. Um not saying that every individual under the influence of hard drugs or narcotics or anything like that is automatically a threat. Because that's just, that's just ignorance. But there are, uh, you also got to be aware that some individuals can have violent tendencies sometimes, and the added effect of drugs doesn't always help. But that's okay because they, they don't know any better. They're just suffering in the highest form. Their their souls are in hell. And. Uh, that's what hell looks like being projected in a physical form oh there's a police officer rolling up uh hopefully he comes by so I can talk to him that'd be cool oh no never mind <clears throat> damn I don't know I, I like talking to people and I like making new friends uh but yeah, I, I forgot that I am in a parking lot behind the uh, police station. So it was just a police officer pulling up to park his vehicle. <laughs> kind of gave me the spook though for a second. But that's okay. I'm just a little on edge right now. A little stressed out. I, I've been stress eating brownies. <laughs> so that's cool. But I looked at the uh, nutrition facts and I didn't have any quote-unquote natural flavor in it. So, of course, I had to get it because I'm trying to avoid that. I, 
I'm trying to come uh, come what <laughs> I'm trying to like <laughs> draw up a list of uh shit to avoid when I look at nutrition labels and natural flavor and um uh, there's another one that I can't think of but I know I know what it will be when I see it uh I'm trying to avoid stuff like that cuz like if you can't disclose what natural flavor really is cuz I mean if it's like a chemical and it's labeled natural flavor. First of all, it's not natural because it's a chemical. I mean, well, that that's not a very ignorant of me to say, but if you say if you label a vial natural flavor, but then don't tell me what's in it exactly, like why the why would I want to put that on my body when I could just eat a strawberry and I can get the quote the real natural flavor? You know what I mean? I don't know. I just. I like to be a little superstitious, but it makes me feel better on the inside when I stay away from those, like, processed, like, seed oils, and, um, I know my friend Chance preaches about the dangers and harmful effects of seed oils. <clears throat> you know, there was supposed to be a purpose to this, but then I just kind of started venting. I guess I just needed to vent, because I, I am fucking homeless right now <laughs> and I was gonna better sleep in a parking lot it's not the first time I slept in a parking lot though thankfully but the other times were, were by choice this one's kind of uh it was kind of forced upon me <laughs> the other ones were by choice I've been through some shit I've been on a war path to finding God since like well I don't know <clears throat> I don't know how to describe it. I I guess I discovered my, my inner feminine October of 2022 when I tried psilocybin mushrooms for the first time. And it, like, op- opened this part of my brain that just laid dormant and didn't know how to express itself, if that makes sense. And... When that opened up, it just it completely shifted my world. I opened that little little divine channel through the use of psilocybin, which excuse me, I'm trying to burp up these brownies, I guess, but it makes me wonder if that's why they were made to be illegal, because the people who run this country don't want the individuals making them money and being slaves to them to open their divine channels. It's kind of... I mean, it's sad, honestly. Like, who the fuck are they? Like, get a life, bro. Why Why do you gotta control things? Why, you, your mommy and daddy didn't give you enough love when you were younger, so now you feel like, feel like you have to control everything? Because that's usually what it boils down to. A lack of control during... Uh, uh, a lack of control. Sorry, there's an individual walking around. And it turned on, like, my fight or flight. Uh, okay, they're on. But you have to control everything. The lack of control growing up means you, like, if your parents were controlling over what you did or or who you went to go see or, or um, I don't know, who you talked to, how you talked to. You like anything to control your life, then naturally, when you get older, you're going to do the same thing, because that's all you know. And I want you to know, if you're like that, you're forgiven, and everything is okay. You don't know any better, and you're still learning. You just need to be able to recognize, oh shit, I'm being controlling, and break the cycle. You just got to break the cycle, really. It takes a lot of work, believe me. It's, uh... My family's been stuck in that that generational loop of, like, getting pregnant and married very young and then not having a great family life because of it. Because they never got the chance to go out and explore. And basically, my family's been conditioned by society to operate exactly how they wanted to. You know, like, settling down when you're 20 years old, having kids, staying in one spot for the rest of your life, and working some meaningless job to make someone else money. The true American dream 
called a dream because you have to be asleep to believe it. That wasn't me. That was a quote that I saw probably on like a TikTok or something. I haven't used that app in so long and oh my god, it, my life, I've, I've never felt so free. It feels good. But, yeah, it's just fucking brutal. I've been trying to break the cycle. And I didn't have a kid before I was 21, so that's a fucking, that's a step in the right direction. Uh, fuck. We're all still learning. You have to forgive yourself. It's hard. It's hard to forgive yourself. I know. But you have to learn how to do it. Otherwise, it's just going to be miserable for the rest of your life. It was interesting. Uh, so, I never read the Bible growing up. And my... Uh, my it, the religion has kind of been a part of my family. I was baptized Catholic in... Uh, yeah, I don't know. It was just... Religion was kind of... I don't know how to describe it. It was like there... But it wasn't there. Like, we would just go to church every once in a while. Like, whenever the family was together. We would just go to church. And all I just remember doing is just sitting there with my family. And I didn't really understand what was going on. I don't think anybody else did, to be honest. We were just kind of there. But we never talked about church outside of church. We never... But this is just me growing up. I mean, my family has changed dramatically since. Changing with the times. But just from my perspective, was in my youth, like... I don't know, seven, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, leading up. I, I didn't really go to church throughout middle school or high school. And, and uh, yeah, I don't know. So I, I was never conditioned to, like, believe a certain way, think a certain way, follow a certain set of rules, or, you know, like classic churchy stuff, the classic things that make people want to avoid going to church. I, I never got conditioned into any of that. So I feel like I'm walking into religion with a with a fresh mind and an open perspective and a dare to question. That's the biggest thing is a lot of a lot of um older members of my family, more experienced members I should say, they uh grew up in a church or in a religion that told them if they questioned the Bible or they questioned the teachings or questioned anything, then they would be smited and go to hell, which is interesting because I started reading the Bible a couple weeks ago. And after I finished Genesis and got... And I finished the story of Cain and Abel. Literally, like, the third story, I guess. I think it's the third story in the Bible. I had to stop. Because it was just fucking... It, it was... I don't want to say it was garbage, but... I just... It made me just not like it. It made me not like the Bible already. And it discouraged me from reading from continuing to read it to be honest with you because I mean yeah it starts off with God creating the universe and this and that but then it got to Adam and Eve and that's where that's where I had my first problem um I didn't like the way God was portrayed in that that story and I didn't I didn't appreciate what he did to Eve and to women from Eve forward all because he couldn't he didn't understand how to forgive Eve for making a mistake and for falling into deception he was expecting her to be perfect and not human which I mean I guess that makes sense because supposedly God's perfect but then God didn't act like God in trying to discipline Eve for disobeying him this shit just didn't make any sense to me so because she ate the from the, the sacred fruit from the, the forbidden tree or whatever the hell now she has to serve her husband now she's going to have painful childbirth 
for her and women for the rest of eternity, apparently. And she's the root of all sin. That sounded... When I first read that, that sounded very, like, politicized, in my opinion. Like, uh, the my first thought that came to my mind, I, I, I put it down and I sat back and I, I just thought, it kind of sounds like a man, a woman hater, transcribing the Bible to English with his own political agenda to oppress women. Because he knew that people would understand and read this book. And they would be forced to follow it because religion is just such a universal, like, like, sacred topic, if that makes sense. Like, like you can't question religion, so you're never going to question the Bible and women are going to be oppressed forever. Like, what the fuck is that? That's garbage. That's actual garbage. And it, it kind of pissed me off. Because women weren't created to serve men. That's, that's not it at all. And I don't, it's just just so baffling. I genuinely cannot put it into words. I don't know how to put it into words. Like these emotions that I'm feeling, like reliving how I felt when I read it for the first time. I was, I just, I was like, so this, is this where it all comes from? This book that, that apparently everyone is supposed to agree is right. This is where like, no. Like, women create life. Women are the bridge between the spirit realm and the physical world. Yes, I understand that men have the capacity to put a soul, a soul, within the body of a woman. That is the man's duty. The man's duty as, quote, God or whatever is to provide the soul. And the woman's duty is to provide the body. Because women are the creators. Basically, like, a a nutsack is just a fucking sack full of souls. And you just roll the dice on which soul gets selected from the spirit realm. And which soul gets their own physical body to enjoy this realm, if that makes sense. It does make sense. So don't even act like I don't make sense at all. Because it does make sense. It fucking does. Women create physical, physical bodies, physical forms for souls to fill so they can walk and graze this physical realm because this is not the only realm of existence this is not just like this body this body that I have right now is not my body yes it's my body and I'm in this body against my own will but it's not my body and that also made me understand where where the trans community comes from because some souls may be genderless some souls may be male some souls may be female and they might be placed in a body that's not their own and that is okay it's okay it's okay if your soul doesn't match your body it is completely okay and you are completely valid because I feel the same way it's not in a gender it's not in the same like gender spectrum if that makes sense like i don't think that my soul is a woman i think that my soul is probably by gender because i do feel feminine and masculine i would go with that i just happen to have you know male genitalia so i can provide souls to damn that's a good way of looking at it, but I might have to go like start donating sperm. <laughs> That'd be cool. <laughs> but yeah, I don't know. I mean, I do know, but I just wanted to fill the space. <laughs> yeah, it all makes sense. You just have to allow yourself to make it make sense. You have to allow yourself to think deeply. And if you're just sitting there like, oh, this don't make sense. That says a lot about you, to be honest. And you should probably just sit back and just breathe. Just breathe. Because I'm going to do the same thing. Not bad, huh? You just got to allow yourself to think differently. Without fear of judgment. 
Because that's what God is. God is living without fear. Living in the devil, living in the shadow of the devil is living in fear. Because the devil doesn't want you to go do things with your life. The devil wants you to sit there. And the devil wants you to work a nine to five making someone else's money. So you don't go and make your own money. That's what the devil wants. What God wants is you to live without fear. And create your own life. Because that's what he built for you. He built this earth for us. He created this earth for us. And the Divine Mother birthed us into this plane of existence. So that we can enjoy it. It does take two to tango. God might be a man, but... God might also be a woman. I'm going to write a book. That's going to be a good time. And that book's probably going to mean something. I say probably. Because I don't want to be too too boisterous and too... I'm trying to humble myself. <laughs> but my massive ego... God, dude. Being a Sagittarius is fucking... There's so much ego that comes with it. And it's, I have to deal with it all the time. And it's, it's very frustrating. My friend Jesus, though, he's a Virgo, which is a more feminine Sagittarius, more grounded Sagittarius, naturally grounded Sagittarius. It's just, it's just like, he, I don't ever see him have like an issue with ego. Like it's just, he's just a being of pure light. And I, I'm very aware of my ego and I'm very aware that it tries to ruin my life. <laughs> so I just have to constantly observe it and ignore it because it's not, unfortunately, it's not going away. And because of that, I will never be perfect. Which is okay, I guess. <laughs> no, it's not. <laughs> uh, I hate that so much. I'll never be able to achieve perfection. And. And there's nothing I can do about it. I'm definitely a perfectionist. And I always want to achieve more. And I always want to do more. But I fucking... It's just not written in the stars for me. That's why I'm not Jesus Christos. But I am happy that I'm friends with him. I'm very happy I'm friends with him. Every time that we... Every time that we meet in the physical, I can feel the, the spiritual rejoice. It's so cool. It really is. I'd like to share it with all of you one day. Maybe one day we'll have, like, uh, we'll go on, like, a tour and, like, do meet and greets. We'll, we'll like, we'll sit on, not on a stage, but we'll just, like, gather and we'll just talk. I don't want to be put on a stage. I wouldn't mind being put in front so I could lead a conversation. But... I don't really, I don't want to be put on a stage with spotlights. I feel like that that's a big disconnect. It's like the same thing with church. I went to two churches today. Today's Sunday, by the way. Sunday, Sunday, August 20th at 9.52 uh, as I'm recording. But I went to two churches today and and I just, I I sit in the front because I like to engage I want to be able to engage. I like asking questions and I like, I like challenging people. I like challenging others ways of thought. And, uh, I feel like if a preacher stands in like in the front, in front of a podium, it's not very engaging. It's more of someone telling you like what to think or something like that. If I were to preach, I would... I would walk up and down the aisles, not through the pews, but like the side of the aisles, the middle aisle, and I would be engaging with my audience. I want to ask them questions. I want to ask them their own perspective of God. I want to ask them stories about when an angel saved their life. I want to ask, I want to ask people about their experiences. And uh, I don't know. I do know, but 
Like I said, I just want to fill the space. I need to stop doing that. <laughs> I need to become more aware of that. You can always grow in awareness. I think it's just because my brain is overloaded with sugar right now because I've been stress eating brownies. But I want to be able to engage with an audience of like-minded people. Because that's where the most change can happen. sit here in silence but I realize that I'm still recording and unless you want to sit in silence with me let's just sit in silence for a second just reflect make sure to breathe too I hope everything's going okay with you I know I just slurred my words but I said I hope I hope everything is going okay with you I'm sure it is it's all about perspective anyways like, right now, I'm technically homeless. Genuinely. Got booted out today. All my stuff is in my car. I'm sitting in a parking lot behind the police station. I'm gonna fall asleep in this parking lot. But I have a phone that has a hotspot. And I have a computer with HBO. So I'm gonna do enjoy sleeping under the stars with my laptop and watching the Harry Potter movies because I finally have a night completely to myself in the most peaceful setting that I can think of except for when a car just drives by like that but I am behind a police station so I mean if they want to mug me all I have to do is just yell (laughs) or fight back but I don't really want to fight anybody I don't know where they're going though. Anyways, um, yeah. And I'm gonna I'm gonna look at the bright side of things. And the bright side of things is that I'm completely by myself. And I have fresh air all around me. I genuinely feel a lot better now that I am out of the energy of the area I was living once before because I was not agreeing with that energy. And it was not agreeing with me and it was actually weighing me down and it was draining my life for us. And I wanted to spend as much time away from that as possible. And guess what? Now I am going to. <laughs> like, literally all the time. <laughs> like, so, it's, it's nice. I, it's, it's such a... I don't know. It's a conflicting feeling. Because it's like, fuck, dude. But it's also, like, nice. <laughs> like, it's like, fuck, I'm homeless. But, fuck, I'm homeless. Like, thank God. I don't have to pay rent. I mean, the only thing that I realistically I'm worried about is like a place to shower I mean I could just sling a hammock in one of these trees and I could just go to sleep there sleeping isn't an issue when I was in the army I slept outside all the time so sleeping outside is not I mean I prefer it to be honest I really don't enjoy sleeping inside a building I just I never have and it just I always have to have like a window open or something I don't know I prefer to be outside I'm a big nature boy but, uh, yeah, for real, this is life, I guess, what a fucking great time, (laughs) it's so conflicting, like, I'm so happy, but it's like, I guess I just need to start thinking about how happy I am, and trusting in God that everything's gonna be okay, because it is, I mean, he's led me this far, I, I've been, I'll get into my story with God, I guess, in more detail another time, but, because I was supposed to do that, but I just started talking and going in a different direction, so, that's why I need to write a book, so I can put all my thoughts in one page and be like, yeah, this is this, this is this, this is this, and then this is this. I don't even remember what I was going to talk about. I'm happy. You know, it's interesting. I uh, Today I learned that you really can create 
your reality with your words. I learned that today. A couple weeks ago, the individuals that I was so graciously living with uh, sent me a application to a, for a house to fill out. And as I was filling it out, like filling out my application to like for the lease of the house or whatever, I don't give a fuck to be honest, but I was just thinking... Like, I just, I, the whole time that I was doing it, I didn't want to. Like, I was like, fuck, I just, I don't want, there's something in me that I just don't want to do this. I don't want to do this. I don't want to do this. Why am I doing this? I don't want to do this. I had to pay for it twice, because they charged me twice for whatever fucking reason. And, uh, I was like, I, I don't want to do that. I just kept thinking that. I was like, fuck, I don't want to do it. I should have just listened to my intuition in that moment, and then just not did it. But, I, uh... Yeah, I, I I literally said out loud, I was like, fuck, I'd rather be homeless than do this right now. And then what do you know? <laughs> Fucking like three weeks later, guess who's homeless? <laughs> oh, shit, that's too good. You really can create your reality with your words. So be careful what you fucking speak into existence because that shit can and will happen. Believe me, I'm learning that firsthand. I I remember wholeheartedly saying with my entire soul, my whole chest, and my full heart, I said, I would rather be homeless than do this right now. And uh, I'm homeless and I'm not doing that right now. So yeah, take that as a lesson. I'm taking it as a lesson, that's for fucking sure. <laughs> I'm just going to keep saying that I'm going to be wealthy one day. and Wealthy in abundance, abundance of, of material cash. I want to do as much good as I can before I die. I try to, every day. I try to do little acts of God every day. I try to, if I see someone homeless on the street, I, I can't, I can't, in my good conscience walk or drive past them without giving them something. I can't or it'll weigh on me the rest of the day. I just can't do it. Because I know I know that God and I know that Jesus would offer everything that they could to this individual. And if you choose to walk with Jesus, that is the path you choose to walk. And if you don't choose to walk that path, then I'm sorry, but you're going to have to take a long look at yourself. If you can walk past somebody that's struggling and feel good about not offering someone that's hurting, someone that's probably on their having their worst day of their life, at least anything, like even acknowledging they exist. If you can't even do that, that says a lot about you. And I'm not going to say that you're a shitty person, but fuck. I've, at least in my perspective of life, that's, that's kind of a not a good person thing to do. <laughs> that's how I phrase it. Not, that was, quote, not a good person. Or that, that was not, quote, oh, fuck, how do I, okay, let me stop being stupid for a second. The, the phrase, that was a, quote, Dude, I already fucked it up again. What is wrong with me? Fuck, that was not a, quote, good person, end quote, thing to do. There we go. Because a good person would at least offer them water or something. Because if you were in that situation, and you were on the street, and you were thirsty and hungry and dehydrated, and, like, your mouth didn't have any moisture in it because you're dehydrated, and you're just... And you're just sitting there on the street, baking in the sun, and just watching all these people walk by. You would think, damn, these guys aren't good people. You would. And don't say that you wouldn't, because you would. Because I know, I definitely know I would. 100%. And I'm going to admit that, because I can. I can admit my faults, and I would think, damn, these aren't really good people, are they? But if someone comes up to me and says, hey, do you, you want some water? I'd be like, damn, that's a really good person. So think about that. Think about that the next time you walk by someone who's struggling and you are in the position to offer them something. Something that could benefit them in the moment. 
I'm not talking about like a fucking blowjob or something, but I'm talking about like water. I don't know why I thought of that. Maybe I'm just projecting my own insecurities. Maybe I just want to like blow some random homeless dude, but I mean, what? That would be horrible. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> oh, fuck. We gotta listen to the Bible. The Bible says that you can't lay with a man as you would with a woman. Uh, you can't do that. Fucking give me a break, dude. That shit needs to be updated. 100%. Everyone says that, like, at least to me, in my experience, how I've been conditioned to think. So I shouldn't say everyone says, because that's kind of just ignorant. But how I've been conditioned to think is that if you consider yourself a good person, you're not a good person. But that's like, that's... And that, and that there's no, quote, quality of being a good person or whatever. Until you're in a position of struggling. Until you're, you're struggling yourself. That is when you'll learn the answer of who is a good person and who is not a good person. I've struggled a lot in my life. And I, I've grown to to be more observant of character traits. And I can tell which people possess good character traits and which possess selfish and negative character traits. Notice how I didn't say bad. I didn't say bad. Because I don't I don't think that bad exists. Bad is like, like a blanket term. There's selfish, there's arrogance, there's there's the greed. The the seven sins basically. Seven deadly sins? I don't fight I don't know them, to be honest. Lust, greed, whatever the fuck, I don't care. But you can tell just by looking. You can tell. I can tell when someone's in lust. I can tell when someone's greedy. I can tell when someone's angry. I can tell when someone's anxious and trying to hide it. I can tell everything. The body doesn't hide anything whatsoever. This has just been kind of a word vomit. But this is why I carry a notebook everywhere I go now. Because I, I just word vomit this kind of thing. And I feel like I channel like a, a higher voice, if that makes sense. Because I feel that my, my earthly human identity is incapable of comprehending thoughts of this caliber. And I just, I had to shed that, that human, that human-like conditioning that has been beaten into my head over my years throughout the public school system and in the military. I had to shed all those layers, all those layers of conditioning and all those layers of, like, societal structure and conditioning of you have to think like this, these are girl and boy traits. Um, if you cry as a man, you're not a man, things like that. I had to shed all of that. All those sinful, earthly, like, layers of just trauma and just grossness. Because me, I know me in high school, maybe if the channel would shine through a little bit, it would definitely spark and shine through every once in a while whenever I was, like, writing big papers and I would, like, start channeling from this, like, higher dimension and I'd, I'd write this like beautiful story or I don't know some, something that's like full of emotion full of life but I was mostly just conditioned to play video games the short term dopamine cycles of, of playing video games and being on my phone like conditioning my brain forcefully conditioning my brain and conditioning my personality and my soul and programming my soul and programming my brain because you can control the soul through the brain 
the soul is there, but you can control the soul through the brain, 100%. You have to free that soul from the entrapment of your mind. That's when you'll find enlightenment. I know me in high school, if, if I talked to myself in high school now, he would, that dude would be so lost. He would be so confused, he wouldn't know what the hell I'm saying. Because he's just, he's not capable of thinking like this because he's just been conditioned by this, the people that run this earth. And if I told him, hey, one day you'll break, you'll break free of this conditioning, he'll look at me and he'll ask, what the hell are you talking about? Because he's just so blind. He thinks everything is so normal. He thinks it's normal to sit inside for 12 hours and play one single video game. I used to play Destiny. Destiny 1. I used to play that game for fucking 12 to 14 hours a day on my days off. That's not normal. That's not okay. That is somebody completely disconnected to the earth. Disconnected from the earth. Disconnected from their family. They're just completely selfish with their time. Not going out and bettering themselves. Not helping anybody. I mean, yeah, you're having a good time with your friends. And I'm not going to deny that. I had great times. But I could have had better times going out and traveling with my friends. Rather than... Just sit there in my room for fucking 14 hours. Smelling like shit. Sweating. Eating like shit. Not drinking enough water. Not developing any social skills. Not doing anything like that like I've lived that life I mean you can you can yell at me and criticize me for criticizing your lifestyle if this is what you live but I want you to understand that it's just a reflection of self like everything that I'm saying is 100% true in my perspective in my truth and I understand that you know sometimes friends live across the country and that's fine that's why you just take the extra steps to plan things but if you if you allow this relationship or this attachment with with this one friend that lives across or one or two friends, three friends that live across the country, and you're not staying present within your own reality and making new friends in your area, like, like I just I don't know. It doesn't it doesn't make sense to me. Why would you want to Why would you want to leave reality? Why would you ever want to leave reality? I don't understand that. I was even in that situation where all I wanted to do was leave reality. And I still don't understand why I wanted that. Like, now that I'm in reality, and now that I see reality, and now that I walk, I walk barefoot in nature, now that I, I walk through the woods, I, I, I lay in the grass, I, I communicate with anybody and everybody that I can, because I enjoy talking to people. I don't ever, I don't remember why I wanted to leave. I just don't remember why I wanted to leave it anymore. Yeah, I was hurt. Yeah, I was traumatized. And, you know, it's like a, it's a great coping mechanism. But, like, then there are some really good works of art. Don't get me wrong. Fallout New Vegas, that game's a fucking masterpiece. I put a lot of hours in that game. But I don't know if I ever want to go back and play it now. Because I just... I would rather be outside. <laughs> like, at this point, I'd just rather be outside. I'd rather be talking to people, and I'd rather be studying, like, philosophy and bettering myself as a person. And I'm not saying everybody needs to be like that, and I understand that not everybody will be like that. But you at least got to have something more. You at least got to, like, I I don't know. It just breaks my heart to see people, see people stagnate and then just be okay. Be okay with stagnation. They don't want to, like, grow as themselves or help others grow or or help other people in general or they'd just rather sit inside and then just forget that they exist. That sounds like a very horrible way to live life. That sounds very depressing. Yeah, video games are fun every once in a while. Don't get me wrong. I'll still go back and try to play a game of Warzone, but I'm fucking ass at that game. I try to play, uh... I try to play Overwatch with my friends, but I'm also ass at that game. Probably because I don't play games a whole lot. I just do it because my friends do all the time. 
I haven't done it in a while. I don't think I... I mean, well, now that I'm homeless, I don't think I will for probably quite some time. (laughs) Damn. I kind of forgot that I was homeless for a second again. That's so fucking bizarre. I don't fuck. Ugh. Whatever. (laughs) I'm still trying to process it. I'm sorry if I keep bringing that up, but it's like... It's still... I'm in, like, the shock phase or whatever. Like, the kind of shock and denial kind of depressed like I cried about it a little bit and, you know I think I move, might be moving into acceptance and forgiveness or something but like I don't know it's just stuff like a holy fuck it actually happened <laughs> well it's so freeing and it's so reassuring to know that I really can create my reality through my words I really can because I, I found out in the hardest way possible <laughs> holy fuck ugh that's brutal. Yeah. Uh, anyways, you know what? I'm just going to stop it there because... I don't know. I don't know what I'm doing. I, I do have a, a podcast with my friend Jesus. But he, he's a very busy individual. And uh, it's kind of hard to, like, track him down for a night and get a conversation with him. Which is understandable. He's living his own life and I'm living mine. I just hope he doesn't stray off the path because we have something really good going and I have a lot of faith and I don't want to do it alone so I mean I will if I have to I don't want to but I will if I have to because it's got to get done if no I mean if me then if not me then who else like what the fuck I at least got to spearhead something if I can get more people to be willing to question things and be open to new perspectives then that would be beautiful but question things in a polite way there's no need to get angry and yell at someone because that's just a a reflection of self everything in life is a reflection of self everything every insecurity that you project against somebody is a reflection of self like if you were to yell at a significant other thinking that they're going to cheat on you you might want to take a step back and try and find out where or why like if there's no hard evidence or anything like that and it's just a hunch maybe think back to times where you saw another individual that wasn't your significant other and you thought damn I want that you know like you had that desire or temptation and then you go the next week and yell at your significant other like, you're going to cheat on me. It's like, well, are you just scared that you're going to cheat on them? Because you're looking at other people now? Like, you got to think about it. You got to be more aware of yourself. You know? And it's okay. It takes time. It really does. I'm still learning as well. I have sinned in the past, and it was a pretty big sin. And I was scared that I was going to do it again. So I was projecting that that fear onto someone that was undeserving of it. And it caused a lot of pain. And you just got to be aware of things like that. I understand if you're not aware in the moment because you're just reacting off a trauma. You're just reacting off trauma. That's it. And it's okay. Because when you recognize the trauma and you recognize situations where the trauma is brought up, then you can start focusing on how you can shed that layer of trauma. And each layer of trauma that you shed is like shedding a, a skin or a skin. A snake shedding its skin. I saw a picture of like... Like the whole idea of Kundalini being the snake and... You just gotta keep shedding. You gotta keep shedding until you're you're down to the bare core. And then you're gonna get roughed up some more. And you just gotta keep shedding. Over and over and over and over. You just gotta stay fresh. <laughs> stay fresh. <laughs> ah, that was stupid. <laughs> But anyways, 
I've had a Kundalini awakening before. A little Kundalini moment. It was so interesting. I was just laying, was laying on my stomach. I had a pillow under my gut, so my spine was in perfect alignment. And uh, I was just thinking. And I had a thought that I needed to start taking care of the world's single mothers. And when I had that thought, that I need to start taking care of the single mothers of the world. I felt the energy start at the base of my spine, like right above my tailbone. There was like this, like, it felt like fluid. Like if you were to see like a, like a plastic tube, right? Like say like in a hospital situation and they like turn on a switch and then fluid just starts going through that plastic tube into something else. That's what it felt like. It felt like there was a fluid that was like entering the bottom and it, entering the bottom of my spine and the fluid was like traveling up a cylindrical shaft that was my spinal column all the way up until it hit my head and then I just felt my crown chakra open and uh, that's when I knew I need to start taking care of the single mothers of this world because you guys deserve it it's fucking hard being a single mom I'm not even a fucking mom or dad, and I I know it's fucking hard. Just dealing with a dog sometimes is difficult. Then again, like, dogs can't... They don't have the ability to, to, like, learn how to speak English, so... When a child learns how to speak English, I feel like it would get a little bit... Just... Easier to work with, but... <laughs> At least I, I would say that. <laughs> Of course, I would say that having no experience. <laughs> well, I shouldn't say no experience because I do have little cousins and, bro- and really small brothers and sit. Well, I guess brothers and sisters. I'll say brothers too. Fuck it. I'll probably do somewhere, but I have cousins under the age of ten and sisters under the age of five. I understand how children work and I understand how to raise children. And I also understand that they're easier to raise than dogs are, because fucking puppies are just... God, puppies are just balls of energy. But they can't scream. Well, they can scream. I don't know, dude. I don't know what I'm talking I'm fucking tired, and I need to stop this recording. So anyways, if you made it this far, fucking get a life. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> I'm sorry. That was rude. <laughs> fucking hell. Well, thanks for hanging out. I do appreciate it. I do appreciate it. I'm talking to myself, but I'm also talking to you. So. Which one of us is crazy? (laughs) Think about that. Anyways, my name is Simon Peter. I am a follower of Jesus Christ. And together we will make a difference. Have a good night.